ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Sideline Junkies proudly present to you its Universal Tag Team Champions of the World, the Midnight Rider, the Boss BJ, the Big Guy KG. It's the Tuesday Night Flight. And if you're not down with that, we got, got two words for you. <laughs> I missed the intro, oh, man. man. You got the plug, pull up hey. the. Um... I got you. I got you. Can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah you're perfect you. now. All right, I, I'm. I'm still working on some issues. I'm gonna join y'all shortly because I can't hear out of my ear. Oh, okay. That's tough. Can't hear out of your ear. Oh shit. Okay. Well, this is the Tuesday night flight. Um, Midnight Rider, Boss BJ, Big Guy KG sitting in on a Tuesday. Um, epic weekend this weekend. Uh, but before we get to that, Midnight Rider, how you feeling? I'm good, man. Long day at work. Long week. This, this, these next two weeks could be terrible, man. At least they paid me for it, so I don't care. But yeah, yeah. Boss BJ, you you with us? How you feeling? Well, I'm I'm doing all right, man. Long, short, short night of sleep. So you know that uh that lack of sleep when you're over forty kind of kicks your ass later in the evening. So I'm here. I don't know what is going on with my laptop. Um, I'm gonna have to troubleshoot that afterwards, but. When the when the laptop tells you always got the mighty trusty iPhone. Something works. There you go. Uh first and foremost, I gotta say this. We come to you five times a week and we try to cover everything. And the due diligence of these two gentlemen here as well as the nubian sumo and the people's choice don rodriguez of coming up with stories and and content 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 i don't know what it is about the midnight rider though i was getting ready to talk about something and i said stop content <laughs> so we've been around each other entirely too long without even actually being around each other so uh shout out to you gentlemen the uh other two-thirds of the WrestleManiacs and everybody in the sideline junkies office, man. Shout out to y'all. Now. Well, today was like, um, it was like we started the day out like, all right, we got the the recap of the divisionals. What else can we talk about? And then all of a sudden, it was as if God opened up the heavens and poured down some manna in terms of sports stories. And he put some things out there for us. So, this is going to be an interesting night. Most definitely it is. Uh, let's start with the divisional playoffs. Sunday, early game, Lions beat the Bucks 31-23. Uh, let me pull up the stats for that. I'm running a little behind, but I'm going to catch up. Uh, bada, 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 bada. Okay. Yeah, Baker played a heck of a ball game this week, even though they came up yeah. short. He made sure that there was 
Like he tried to take, I don't know if he took all the doubt out of them keeping him for another year, but I think hearing himself at least another year, at least with Todd Bowles at the helm. And then they had whatever their succession plan is because they're probably going to move off of Bowles soon. I think that would be a bad move. Go ahead, B. It's crazy because it's so many teams that are right there and they just need a competent quarterback. So Baker just drove his price in the sky because he's a free agent come at the end of the year. So, um, you know, it's going to be on Baker if he wants to stay there, go somewhere else. I mean, because you have Pittsburgh sitting there, which I think is a way better defense than Tampa Bay. Um, But you got some situations out there where you can go in and, and, you know, clean up and, and have himself sitting right back in the playoffs next season. Agreed. Yeah, I don't think you've got division if you're him. I mean, it's a weak division. You figure New Orleans is going to have car, draft the QB. Uh, you figure that uh, – who else is in that? Carolina's got their QB, but they got to add pieces around them. They got to get a coach. They got to get – well, they just hired Dan Morgan – as a GM, which is something we'll get to later. But go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Give us some stats. Baker Mayfield, 26 of 41, 349, three touchdowns, two picks. Uh, Jared Goff, 30 of 43, 287, two touchdowns. White had nine carries, 55 yards. Your boy, Jameer Gibbs, nine carries, 74 yards in the touchdown. Mike Evans, Go ahead and fit this dude for a Hall of Fame jacket now. Because men and women lie, but numbers don't. Eight catches, 147 in a touchdown. You can look, I, I see you rubbing your head. You can't hide that, but you can't deny it. Mike Evans is going to be a Hall of Fame. He still got a story to write. I think his is going to depend on what decision he makes this offseason because he's a free agent also. And that's the other part for Tampa. Tampa has a lot of decisions to make. Um, they had a couple guys that are free agents. I know Devin White's a free agent, but it looks like the guy C.J. Britt took his place. So he's probably going to be gone. So it's going to be interesting to see where these guys end up and what Tampa does to restructure the roster. In terms of Detroit, I mean, I think you saw Ben Johnson on full display. Um, if you're a Commanders fan, if you're a Panthers fan, if you're looking for a head coach, I mean, the guy's at least showing you he can call some plays. I don't know he showed you what kind of leader he can be, but he's giving you at least that much. So, and the way that offense moved and the way golf moved around, I think it was elite. I think they they really showed some things, and they're going to be trouble for San Francisco, um, especially if Debo Samuel can't go. I think that's going to change this whole landscape. Um, that's, that's the conversation for Thursday and Sunday. Boss, um, no, no, I, I, I kind of agree with that spot on. Only thing I didn't, I didn't understand is why the Bucks didn't take their time out. Just try to, you know, it's playoff. You, you're trying to win at any cost and whatever many seconds left. I mean, Kansas City proved, let, you know, a couple years ago, he needs 13 seconds. You know, so anything can happen. I just didn't understand that. It's kind of like they were like, ah, we good, we go home. You know, so, um, but 
But what what the Midnight Rider says spot on though. Yeah, I think I think uh, I think both got caught in a situation where he just lost track. Like he got lost track of the man. And that's that's complete in that. And we you can't defend color, whatever the color is, you can't defend it. Yeah, no, you that's, can't. that's inexcusable for a playoff situation because we're not talking about the lines up by two touchdowns. It's 38-23 and game's over. We're talking about the possibility maybe of tying the game. And you got Mike, you know, big guy just said, men and women lie. But then you got Mike Evans, all it takes is one shot. And all of a sudden, you know, we're talking about OT. But, you know, that didn't happen. Right. Uh, Vegas stats. The over-under was 49 and a half. We got, what, 54? So we got the over the line was uh, Lions by six and a half. Lions won by eight. Uh, I had the over in the Lions. The boss BJ had the over in the Lions. Uh, Midnight Rider had the over, but Bucks covers. Lions win. Uh, we would have won some money on that one. We we we'd have got some bread. We we'd have got something. Yeah, bet uh, bet bet ten dollars win one eighty a dollar eighty cent. <laughs> yeah, probably so. <laughs> We got a. Uh, seems like we got some breaking, breaking. I'm I'm trying to pull all that together now. So give me a couple minutes, and I got you. Okay, breaking MLB news. So stay tuned for that. Uh. Now this is the one. I, the Lions going to the NFC Championship game for the first time since '91. Uh. And they're going on the road. They're going to San Francisco to play the 49ers. Um, don't want to put no lines out because it's subject to change. So we'll cover the lines and we'll cover uh, the NFC Championship game on Thursday. Unfortunately, we have to cover the AFC Divisional game, which was the Chiefs versus the Bills in Buffalo. Um, I'm not happy about it. Uh, Bills were two and a half point favorites. Over under was 45 and a half. Uh, you got the over. We, uh, myself and the boss BJ had the Bills in the over. Uh, the Midnight Rider had the Chiefs in the over. So Midnight Rider will win money off of that. Uh, we'll go Midnight Rider. After I read these stats, we'll go Midnight Rider. Let the boss BJ take it because uh, this is him. But let me get to this comment first. Um, Paul says, uh, Duval Paul. Bowles overachieved. I told you when I was on Baker's playing, when I was on Baker's playing at, at a level I didn't think was possible. If they keep Evans and the QB and the coach, they can build. And he also says Ben Johnson to Washington sounds like a done deal. I mean, that's what everybody's saying. And V Williams chimed in. Love you. Stay safe. Always the positive message. Thank you. Uh, Mahomes, 17-23, 215, two touchdowns. Allen, 26-39, 186 in the touchdown. He also had 12 carries, 72 yards, and two touchdowns. Pacheco, 15 carries, 97 yards in the touchdown. Kelsey, five catches, 75 yards, two touchdowns. And Kincaid, five receptions, 45 yards. Um, Speaking of Kelsey, uh, let's talk about Jason Kelsey real quick. I think he's a man of the people. He drank with Bills fans, drank out of the bowling ball, 
tailgated with Bills fans, was up in the stands with Bills fans, climbed out of the press box to lift a little girl up so she could take a picture with Taylor Swift. I want to know what his foreign policy is because, I mean, you're a man of the people like that, and people love you that much, and you actually got some daggone good things going for you. You're smart, good head on your shoulders. You ain't said nothing out the way. So I would like to have a little bit more conversation because Jason Kelsey probably could run for president right now and win. I mean, I mean they've they've built their following through their their podcast. I think last year they jumped on the scene with their podcast, and literally people just the ninety two percenters, um, the new heights, the new news, the whole nine yards. I mean, they all that it all came together, and then it didn't hurt that you had his um the Kelsey um show that came on. What's that? I think it was on Prime that kind of followed him. The, the postseason and during the next season. And of course it follows them into the Super Bowl. Um his two daughters or his three daughters, the two that are that are older, they still the show every time they come on the podcast. I mean he's just a lovable guy. He's he's a big drunk oaf that everybody likes. And big I don't mean that in a disrespectful way. He's a nah, party he, he's the uncle. Yeah. Uh, of, but as far, as far as this, oh, go ahead, B. No, nah, I was just saying a lot of people just don't understand, you know, you know, the trend now is everybody's starting a podcast, and you have to have some type of well, you got to have things to talk about, you have to be entertaining, you have to have some type of personality, and you could tell, you know, the love the brothers have for each other, you know, all the time on the show, and they each of them have has a different personality, you know. Uh, Jason being more the conservative dad bod, you know, and and Travis being the rock star, you know, traveling around town, and it, it works so well together. And it's just it's good to see, man, because you know we got enough st- stupid stuff out here. But I love tuning into their podcast, though. You on mute? I think you're on mute. Mute. Mute you button go. one. KG zero, uh, comment from over on Instagram. Tell them why you mad, son. Mike, Mike, I be the Bills is ass. Ooh, that, that comes from a place of love, though, man. That, that comes from a place of love. That's not disrespect. To come from a place of love. Hey, man, look, gotta take all of it. Gotta take all of it. it it's nothing. We, I'll get to it in a minute, but it's it is what it is. You know. Matt says, uh, really one of the Bills slash Brown Super Bowl versus Lions Super Bowl that ends up. It did. Midnight Rider, thoughts on this game? Uh, you go, I go. The boss BJ has the floor, and uh, he'll have the floor for a duration of time as he needs to get it all out. Okay. So I'm going to try to be quick on this because um, I know the boss has got a lot to say. Um, he may not, but still, he he, he did a um, a post earlier in the in the group. I think that was last night that he posted in the group. So if you haven't seen it, check it out. Uh, it's a quick it's a quick um, reel that he sent out. In terms of the game, I, it was everything I thought it was gonna be. I just felt like the Chiefs, if they had the ball last or they had an opportunity, uh, and the Bills let them stay close, they were gonna find a way to win it. And it's nothing against Buffalo. Um, but it's just, it's Pat Mahomes and it's the aura 
Uh, he's almost like it's almost like when he gets in the fourth quarter and it's the divisional games. Uh, he turns into like Bruce Leroy and he starts getting this glow because you know there's a magic that's in the air. You know something's going to happen and he's going to make the play. And I think he just made the play. And I said it in the post um, right right as the kick was going was missing. And it was just like, yo, the Bills missed wide right. Like of all the things like that karma can have for you, like that's just like that was just the ultimate kick in the nuts. To be honest with you, um, in terms of the game itself, uh, Kelsey showed out. You know, I, I told you um, the kid Rice was going to be a weapon in this ball game. Pacheco ran angry. I think the thing that happened to Buffalo, to be honest, to a certain extent, was they just ran out of bodies. They ran out of linebackers. They ran on guys that could cover. Um, and I think KC took advantage of that. Uh, they tried to pound the rock early so they didn't have to they, – they milked some of the clock and because they, they knew Buffalo was going to run the ball because Buffalo's MO has changed to being a more run-heavy team. Only person I had any kind of beef with or any kind of um, uneasiness with was with Steph. Like, you can't come out here, pout, and then have the ball go through your hands in important situations. Like, what's the, what's the point? Like, you're doing all this, you know, before or after the games. You've done the standout and watched them celebrate. Like, at some point, when does it really become personal? Go ahead, KG. I'm going to say this. And you can agree with me. You can't. You don't have to. It's my opinion. Buffalo had that game wrapped up late. Kansas City was driving. Their drive stole. It was an incomplete pass that brought up fourth down. A late flag comes in. They call pass interference because the linebacker, before Pat he he picked, so he ran into the receiver before the ball left Pat Mahomes' hand. Tony Romo said it himself. If that ball left, was it Tony Romo? That wasn't Romo. That was, uh, geez, I can't even think of who it was. But he was like, if the ball had already left, yeah, that's pass interference. But if it hadn't left, that's legal. It hadn't left yet. They called pass interference. That kept the drive going. Every time Buffalo got Kansas City in trouble, somehow, some way, it's a penalty to give them a first down. Let's keep it going. They propped them up. That's what happened. They propped them the fuck up. I'm I'm just as mad as every other Bills fan. And for you, for you clowns that 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 are that were harassing Tyler Bass about that miss, I hope you stick your finger in a light socket with it's wet. Because that's not fair. I feel for the Buffalo. I feel for Bills Mafia with all of my heart to go through numerous heartbreaks, and this is supposed to be the year. I just feel like this game was just given away, but it wasn't because Buffalo lacked anything. It was because the referees called the game. They didn't call it down the middle. That's my opinion. I'll shut up. Boss BJ. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, little technical difficulties. Um, 
So, you know, I know I have the floor, but, you know, I definitely need uh, – because, I, you know, I'll go to rant and rambling and go off in left field, so I definitely need some help here. Um, and I wanted to address that Tyler Bass situation. I think um, it was a couple of times this year that I had said that Buffalo came out as a complete unit, offense, defense, and special teams, and won a game. And I think yesterday they lost as a complete unit. Um, and, and you could put fingers on different places, and, and I'm going to try to get into detail and, and their finger pointing. But it's almost to the point where, you know, it's laughable, where, you know, honestly, Josh Allen is what he is, but he almost is going to have to start playing cornerback, linebacker, um, and kick the damn ball. It's just like, what else do you want him to do? At some point um, – other people, I said it before the game, at some point, somebody has to step up and make a damn play. If you if you, if you, you got one of those top ten contracts on Buffalo, today, Sunday was your game. Stephon Diggs. Like, um, the Tyler Bass thing, let me go back to that. It's just, just ridiculous. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, you know, I was angry. I was upset. Um, I didn't post too much of anything on purpose because I know that was coming from um, an emotional place, a hurt place, a place that uh, as a Bills fan that you've been a hundred times where it's just grave disappointment, last second heartbreak, and you just left wondering, like, what what just happened? Like, it almost didn't feel real. I woke up yesterday, the next morning still stunned because it's like you finally got what you want. You went on a run, number two in the AFC to get the number two seed. You get Kansas City at home. You get Mahomes away from Arrowhead. And the Chiefs absolutely came in your house and bullied you. So that all of this has to be taken um, in consideration. Like, I don't even know. I, I Like, on paper, I know for Micah Hyde, that's probably it. The Bills uh, free safety. He's been there for seven years, but he has numerous neck issues. I know his wife posted something on Instagram today that kind of looked like a goodbye letter. And um, I mean, it it was fans. It, I don't know if anybody's seen at the the end of the game. There was a fan. Gabe Davis was getting in with a fan. They were they were going at at it with him, and it's just that's that raw emotion tipping over and. You know, at the end of the day, these players are still human beings and they have families. And um, I listen to (laughs) let me tell you something. I've never listened to a whole press conference before, but I listen to Brandon Bean's press conference. And, you know, he can't say, oh, no, this guy's gone. You know, he he can't say that. he still has to keep it professional. Um, But he did tell the story of Terrell Bernard trying to uh, get. clear for the game and when he wasn't clear for the game he was in tears because he couldn't go um when i saw terrell bernard's name on the inactive list i kind of knew we were in trouble because he's been balling at middle linebacker this year uh especially with matt milano gone don't forget we're missing matt milano and i, and I may i'm not making any excuses you have to go out there and win and, and, and devise a strategy for what you're coming out on the field with and i, I felt like um, I'm not gonna put all the blame on Sean McDermott, but I just feel like it was a play here, a play there where 
Andy Reid won the chess battle. You know, Andy Reid made the move, and 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 that's what it's been the last three or four times in the playoff. I don't care about the regular season. Last three or four times in the playoffs, that's what it's been with with Sean McDermott. They got outclassed and outcoached last year when they got drugged at home versus the Bengals. Um, it was just like an, a slaughter. It was no answer for anything. And it seems like and, and Sean McDermott has to lay lay on the sword for this because he took control of the defensive play. There is no defense coordinator on the scene. It's Sean McDermott. He's the responsible for the defense. So with that being said, I thought it was a couple times this year where he dialed up a masterful job. The first time they played the Dolphins, um, when the Dolphins came off that 70-point game, the Dolphins couldn't do anything. They scored mercy points, the Dallas game. Um, and, you know, I thought he really, you know, dialed some stuff in. And then it's just – it's too many games where, like, it was one of those – I think the – was that Kelsey left corner going to the end zone wide open? And it's just like – you can't have those those mixed up in the playoff. There has to be – because if you look on the other side, Kansas City defense had to answer for Buffalo's offense. You know, um, let me let me look at something real quick. Uh, I want to see this stat. I think I took a screenshot of it, and it just tells you where, where I am. Let me – where is it? I didn't take a screenshot of it. Uh, I thought I did. But it's a stat that says uh, – Basically, um, Khalil Shakir and Stefan Diggs targets versus yards and receptions. And, like, Steph over the last seven games got, like, 400 yards. And Shakir has 400 yards in the last, was it three or four games or something like No, it's the same amount of yards, way less targets. I think it's way less catches or targets or something like that. I, I thought I took a screenshot. I'll try to find it for later on. Um, you know, another year the Bills going to playoffs, missing Matt Milano, missing Trey White. You got a shell, a roller car. You 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 pull up in a farmhouse and you see a '69 Camaro, spotless, no rust, the interior is to perfection, and it has no engine or transmission. And that's Von Miller. If Von Miller is absolutely a no show, the the guy that you you bought into kind of solve that problem of not being able to get to Mahomes because there's no nobody else you care about. It's Mahomes. You're having problems with Mahomes. That's the hump. And it's just I thought maybe Greg Russo let yesterday. It just it just seemed like Kansas City was two steps ahead of Buffalo. Um I and I don't want to make excuses for Buffalo. Uh I know the, the big guy KG alluded to the referees, but as a Buffalo fan, as a if you're realistic uh, it's something that was said on one of the NBA podcasts, um, you know, with the former players. You have to go into that game knowing you have to score 10 for the refs. You have to score 10 for the refs. When they got to 24-17, I sent big guy KG a message because I was in out of work. I said they have to put another touchdown. They have to get a stop. They have to put another touchdown on the board to 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 stop that Bruce Leroy Kansas City magic because it's always going to happen. There's always going to be questionable things in Kansas City games, whether you you know you want to admit it or not. It is what it is with them. It's always something. Uh, when the Bills beat them early in the season, they were complaining about the offsides with Kadarius Tooney. It's always something with Kansas City. Usually, it favors them. 
Um, you know, that was a one time it probably didn't. Um, just so disappointed. Um, if I had a bigger word for disappointment, I would drop it. It's just you felt like they had the momentum that, you know, I said it on the Sunday's podcast is time to exercise the Kansas City demon and Kansas City. And then, you know, the thing that kind of they won. It is what it is. But they had, Kansas City was talking big shit after the game. <laughs> they were talking big shit after the game. They were damn near rubbing it in Buffalo's face. Um and it's just like you can't say nothing. They came in your house and they beat you. And this this guy's uh six straight years, six six AFC is it six AFC championship games for Mahomes? The only one he's not gonna be at home is this one in Baltimore this weekend. Um guys, I, I, for me to not overtalk, like just from y'all looking in, what do the Bills need? Like well, let's let's just start. Is there let me start with two questions. What do you do with Sean McDermott? It's, 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 you can't go coach fishing unless you get somebody that, you know, you feel like can – he has to be of a higher – you can't go get Ben Johnson. I think you have to go get, like, Bill Cowher out of retirement. Like, you have to go get somebody that – Jimmy John, you have to go get somebody that can that's proven that they can get a team over the hump. And I see a lot of comparisons, and it's starting to like, like yeah, like a lot of people calling McDermott this this generation Schottenheimer, this this generation's Dungey. Um, that's the first question. The second question is, what do the Bills do? What do the Bills do? It's so many needs. Um, it looks like you need a number one receiver because your number one receiver in clutch time, you know. Uh, all this pouting and all this dumbass shit he does drops the ball. And, and it's just like those are the little things when you need your superstar players to come in clutch. And I feel like if that was Justin Jefferson, he would have probably had 13 catches for 180 and three touchdowns yesterday. And I just don't – if we're going back seven games, Stephon Diggs hasn't done anything. He hasn't had a game. He had, He's had a couple catches where you're like, wow, okay. But it's nothing where, like, man, this dude is awesome. Like, this man, this dude is smoking, smoking. Like, I know I know there's two long-ass questions. McDermott, what do you do? What do the Bills need to do? What do they need to get over the hump? What's, what's the priority of free agency and draft? So, it's funny you even ask that because that was my question to you is, like, um, I don't know if KG had it as a question today, but it's kind of was the idea. Like, what do we do with McDermott? And I think now with Harbaugh um, going to the Chargers, I think we're pretty much close to that. It's all but locked in. And with Belichick going to probably Atlanta, I don't know if that coach exists. Like, I think you end up being stuck with Sean um, and you got to ride this out. Now with, I would do in your situation is I would have him. He's got, there's got to be a like-minded guy from the Jim Johnson defensive coaching tree that he can tap into and help him call defense. Cause I still think he needs to take that off his table no matter what. 
in terms of the long-term plans, um, I would love to see you guys get another offensive lineman, uh, guard or tackle. And you can point me in the right direction on that and tell me I'm completely wrong. Um, I think you already got Cook, but I think you need a second running back. Um, a thumper, so that way you don't have to live on Latavius Murray Drive. Um, you get you a regular guy, maybe in this draft class that that can thump a little bit, or you pick up somebody. Um, uh, what's the dude that was in in the Packers last year with all the Pokemon stuff? Something Williams. Um, but a guy like that, that's just a short yardage back that can get you some yards here and there. And that's that's really all I'm thinking about right now is I think you got to make some small changes, and I do think you got to get a number one. That's kind of my idea on that. Uh, um, I won't disagree with you with the offensive line, um, but it's you know it's this is this is something I've been saying for the last couple of years, when they get to the playoffs, they can't get to the quarterback. They can't get to the quarterback. You you can buy time because you got Josh Allen back there. You can buy a little bit of time for him. And, you know, with that being said, teams can't rush him the same as they would rush Joe Burrow, you know, or, or you know, somebody that – another quarterback that doesn't have the wheels and the, and the body size, they, you know, they have to rush him a certain way. And I think chiefs do a good job of that. If y'all follow Baldy on, um, on Instagram, he broke it down the last chiefs game, the things they were doing, the things they were anticipating, you know, waiting for Josh to run and, and, and what they were doing to stop it. And they did a really good job. Um, it's just so many needs right now because you have to think, let's, like I said, Micah Hyde, I think Micah Hyde is done. Because of the neck injuries, Micah Hyde. I think Micah Hyde is done. I think you know, quality. You, you start thinking of quality of life, um, being there with your family and kids, and it's already you know bothering them. And I, I think it's time to hang it up. So now you need the one. The crazy thing is, you've seen flashes from the Buffalo defensive line, and they've been great. Espinosa, Russo. You know, uh, I would love to get a little bit more out of Ed Oliver. He he seems to completely go missing at times, um, and then uh, Daquan Jones he got hurt and came back, and you know coming back off the injury just like Von Miller, you, it takes a minute. You you know you you try to you, you either get that rhythm back or you don't, and I don't think he ever got that rhythm back of what he was doing before he before the injury. Um, but there is no cornerback, no piece of secondary. Butler from Green Bay was a good move. But there's nobody else in that secondary where you like, I can't throw the ball over there. I can't throw the ball over there because this guy is a is a monster. And it's it's like I throw the ball where I want to throw the ball when you're playing Buffalo. There's nobody in that secondary that is strong enough to even like game plan against. You just run if you're game playing against Buffalo. You're just putting your normal offenses. There's no guy on the board you're looking at in the secondary. Be like, yeah, we got, we can't throw over here, there, there. The the play I alluded to earlier with the uh, Travis Kelsey wide open two, three years ago, Michael Hyde would have picked that off. That that would have been going the other way, and it's just like you can tell it's not there no more. 
you can tell it's just it's just like that switch that we always talk about where it's just like you go from just your normal stuff to losing three steps and that's what Micah Hyde is and I, I don't hate him for it I'm not you know I'm not going to send death threats to his kids and no stupid shit like that. It's he's a human being. He's been in the league for for however long. Brandon Bean said in a press conference, you know, that they've been together for seven years. And it mm-hmm. was a height, it was a height, uh, you know, a couple of years ago where they were probably, you know, top four safety tandem in the league. They were they were they were hitting, intercepting the ball and doing all and, and just the injury, the total injuries, you know, I think caught up with him. Big guy KG, I wanted to get your response from what I asked. I know I'm rambling and running my mouth, man, but well, uh I'll get to mine and then I'll get to some uh comments here. Um, as far as McDermott, I don't think he's the problem. I think he has to, like the midnight rider say, he gotta take a little bit off his plate. He need to delegate <clears throat> that de- defense. The offense has been way better since the firing of uh uh um Ken Dorsey. Was, uh, Ken yeah, Dorsey. Ken Dorsey. I'm, 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 I was getting ready to say Kellen Moore. I was like, nope, wrong quarterback. <clears throat> Ken Dorsey. Since the firing of Ken Dorsey, the offense has been way better. So that got better because you start running the rock. The defense, <clears throat> he has to give up that, that play calling of that defense, but also you got to get you a stud up front. You got to get you somebody that's going kick to kick in the door, you know, Ed Oliver reminds me of Marcus Stroud. All the talent in the world, but never gets any penetration. He he gets after it every once in a while. Marcus Stroud got after it every once in a while, but nah, not it's not consistent enough. You need a, a, a somebody up front, but you also need an edge rusher that's in the vein of a Watt, a Bosa. You know that's what you need. You need somebody that can flip the game. And I thought that would have been Von Miller, but Von Miller in 14 games had five tackles. No sacks. He just never looked like himself. Never. He just the the first step, just watching him, it looked like he was moving in slow motion. Um and, yeah. you know, it, like he was it, moving in quicksand. And it was a it was a couple of plays. We he got off and got the spin. And you're like, ah, man, it's coming back, and then you would never see it again. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. And Vaughn, Vaughn has to be, you know, the Buffalo Bills. I, I say this all the time. It's never anything personal when we're talking about players and personnel, but the Buffalo Bills have. And, and I, I, I know Brandon Bean sets up contracts so that they can be moved easily. They can, they can be, you know, out of. Um, and you know when Von Miller signed that deal, we we all know that that contract was being moved, and they they got ways out of it, blah blah blah. But I I just you know I don't know if you I think I think we'll see in the off season. They have to go get a receiver. They 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 have to they have to go get a receiver. I think as much as Gabe Davis has done for Buffalo. I think you have to move on from that. You have to put Khalil Shakir at two. But you have to figure out what to do with Diggs because Diggs isn't a threat. He's almost as – it's like – I don't know. 
it's like the 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 bully on the block with the doodoo stained panties. Like, yeah, you you're a bully, but you know you change. You got need to change your underwear. You stink. So it's just like, like Diggs has nothing to say to nobody. I don't want to hear anything from Diggs at all because he had a, he had a chance to flip the game and make an impact, and he's just never in the right place at the right time to do that. Like, like I said, you, you, uh, Chase Jefferson, these other guys, Mike Evans yesterday, just throw it up their way, and you can't you can't do that with Diggs. Um, Mm-hmm. I lost my train of thought. Let's get to the comments. All right. Uh, Duval Paul says, Josh Allen, the imposter, is proven to be this generation's Philip Rivers. That's what he will be until he proves otherwise. Uh, he also goes on to say, this was a team loss, and injuries played a huge role as well. That was a tall order before the whistle blew to keep up with the healthy KC team, objectively. I don't think the refs were the were the issue. They left a lot of players out, a lot of plays out there. I agree with them hundred uh, percent. I, I just I, I agree. With, I, I think officiating. No, I agree with them. I, I, I look. We we know what Kansas City is. Everybody from whatever team you 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 root for. You know what you're dealing with with Kansas. You have to put them away. And you have to have urgency. And this is where you find out who your dogs are, who the next man, who who wants to be the next man up. This is when you find out what you're rolling with. And Buffalo ain't rolling with shit. That's what I'm saying. When it's time to put Kansas City away, that's when I need Greg Russo to burst through the line, a showing of Ed Oliver. You know what I'm saying? One of them dinky ass corners to, to to do something, deflect the pass, do something. You know, um, it, it just can't be on Josh Allen all the time to make a play. It can't be. It cannot be all the time. Josh has to make a play. You know, and, and save this team from doom. Like somebody has to check check check, check Travis Kelsey. Like, hello. It's not like this is the first time they played. Like, they don't even have Tyreek Hill no more. On paper, let me tell you something. On paper, the Buffalo receiving core is supposed to be better than the Kansas City receiving core. You know why? Because Diggs is supposed to be a number one, even with Kelsey on the Kansas City roster. You got you got Kincaid and Knox, and you got Diggs. Diggs is supposed to be head over heels above those other Kansas City receivers, and he proved he's not. He proved he's not because you got Mahomes out there slinging wood to everybody that's going to catch it. Hardwood. That cold 20-degree wood. You got your nephew over here dying laughing. I just want to let you know that. I'm just just saying. (laughs) He's trying to hold it, but he's over here dying laughing. You know, look. If, if if it's no excuse, if Mahomes can do it with his set of receivers, Josh Allen, they have to find a way to do it with they. But if you got a guy on the team that just doesn't appear in big games, this is what you get. Midnight Rider. Uh, cap number, cap number for uh, was it Von Miller? 
Yeah. It's not pretty. His dead cap hit is 32, 32 million if you try to get away from it this year. Mm-hmm. So that's probably not something that you want to want to put in the cards um, right now. You might do it later, but that's um, a that's a big ball of bean issue because I think Buffalo is forty three over the cap as it sits now. So they they already they got a lot of issues already, and and being talked about the the COVID year, the, the cap going back sixteen million and kind of messing up you know a lot of teams and what they had to do, but he does it every year. He does it every year. You know, I got – they'll fix it. It's a couple of contracts um, that they can't do anything with because they just re redid them. Uh, Josh Allen's contract, of course. Not sure what they can do with Stephon Diggs' contract. Well, Diggs but, is at 31 going into next season. Okay. That's his big cap number. Okay. So if you do anything with him, it's $31 million against your cap. Um. Yeah. So this is going to be interesting. Because now we get into that part where we talk about windows and how long is that window, how wide is that window, and what what cap hits are you going to take? What are you willing to, to do? And uh, Matt says, team loss for sure. Sadly, Bass taking the heat for it all. The abuse directed at him on social media is so bad. Can't see how he is there next year. It, it's possible. Uh, over they, on Instagram. We say directed some of no death threats. I'm just talking about that type of energy of being mad to Stefan Diggs. Like right. they're letting Stefan Diggs off the hook. That's your well, that, number one guy. That first drive, I mean, I, I, I heard the first drive in the car, and I heard there were like two fumbles and something else that happened on the first drive. Like it was really a situation where you shouldn't even had the ball. And the fact that you got three points out of that drive, that was almost like a a, a seven point swing. Just in the fact that you kept the football through that whole drive. Okay, yeah. we got some more comments. Yeah, over on IG, uh, tell them why you mad, son. That kicker can't kick a nigga in the ass. Uh, he also said, why it ain't fair. When I said it's not fair about uh, Tyler Bass, uh, he gets paid to make field goals, right? I respect your opinion, though. But shit, Buddy gets paid to make field goals. That's true. Uh K Dog 89. Not, I think Keep I think I think the problem on the block. Mike Evans will be a good pickup. Fool. My bad, KG. You, you, you good? Can you hear me? Okay, come on, KG. Uh-huh. Uh-oh, you you lagging. You... Hit the um Paul comment if you can hear us. Yeah, I hear you. Hit okay, Paul's okay. comment. Like you, you, you look like you went down to three G. She back at he like an eight bit. You yeah, know, like went from PS Five. We got to blow the car. Yeah, I can see Paul's comment. So Paul's comment says, "Boss BJ said hardwood with such such conviction." <laughs> Y'all looked around like this show took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, the show always takes a turn somewhere. Hey, yeah, it does. I was, know, I was I was trying not to acknowledge it, man. <laughs> uh look, hey, I don't we have 47 minutes because I'll be doing some reels on Buffalo. Um just another gut wrenching loss. 
not Tyler Bass's fault. He gets paid to make kicks. He should have made that kick. That's his home stadium. That you know what I'm saying? That's something he's familiar yeah. with. That kick should have been made. Um, Stephon Diggs should have caught the ball. Somebody on defense, and they made a play at the goal line. I will give them that. Um, but at some point, somebody got to want it. And I just, it's just not enough. I'm not going to say they don't want it. I, I'm, that's, I think that's the wrong. I, I think I'm being irresponsible um, doing a podcast and being a journalist or trying to be a journalist to say that I don't want it. I, I'm not in the locker room. Maybe they don't have the skill set to get it done. And you need to find people with the skill set to get to the quarterback, to get interceptions. Um, you know, you get Matt Milano back. You have to see what Tredavious White that is the second injury in two years. Uh, it was um, was it the ACL last year? It was a knee right. lat. It was a knee the year before. And he tore his Achilles this year. So now right. you got to see what Tredavious White because at a peak Tredavious White was a top five corner in the league. Well, so not go ahead. Go ahead. No, no I, I'm just saying. You're on the Buffalo to- thought. Once you finish your Buffalo thought, I got something else I was going to throw at you. Okay, okay. I You have to see what you're getting back with Tredavious White. You get Matt Milano back. He's – I think Matt Milano is 29. Get Matt Milano back. Or you'll have Matt Milano and Terrell Bernard. You know, are you are you banking on a whole offseason where Von Miller can come back? I mean, because Von, Von's not a, 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 a three-down guy. Every, you know, he's, he's not that anymore. He – he, he's going to have to play, you know, your pass rushing downs. You know, are you paying that money for that? So it's just a lot of questions that have to be answered. Midnight Rider, what did you have? No, I was going to say it's kind of ironic that um, in both division series games or actually – so you have the Chiefs beating the Bills three times in the last three um, postseasons or three postseasons – I don't know if it's like in succession, but you know what I mean. It's the the last they beat them the three of the last four postseasons, and then you have the Cowboys and the Packers that are in a similar situation where they've had in their history the last three times they've played in the postseason, the Packers have um, won, and then you flip it around, and then the Packers have lost to the 49ers in their last three playoff appearances. So it's it's like it's some things that you that you got to forget. Um, I mean, not forget, but you got to get past. And the question is, when do you get past it? Like, when do you have that moment? And and I really thought y'all had a chance early, but when they stayed in the ball game, um, yep. it fell apart. Yep. I said the same um, thing. I said the same thing. They said they're letting them hang around. And I said, that's going to come back to bite them in their ass. I kept saying it. I kept saying it. Um and I was just like, they need that play. KG, I sent you that message. I said they need that play to to put 13 between them and Kansas City, and they never got it. They never got that that big stop. So, well, let me let me get to this real quick. Uh, Boss BJ said Hardwood with such conviction, and y'all looked around like this show took a turn uh, on Instagram. Keith, uh, he said uh, Keith from the block said um, Mike Evans would be a good pickup for Buffalo, and then he also said pause with your Hardwood. You know, he said, pause, <laughs> pause, pause. Uh, we got breaking well, news. If, we it, get to these if, it was, if it was Tom Brady, it'd be limp because, you know, he took the air out of the balls. 
<laughs> Here we go. And Matt, Matt says, shut up, Beavis. Don't make me kick your ass. And don't forget your breaking news. So let's get to that breaking news now. Breaking MLB news. Let's get it. All right, guys. So um, MLB's Hall of Fame decided to actually do something that um, most Hall of Fames do, and that's induct people into the actual Hall of Fame. Um, this year's class, the 2024 class, includes um, Adrian Beltre, uh, came up with the Dodgers. Uh, he actually came up real young. He came up like at 18, um, played with the Dodgers and the Rangers. I don't know if there's another stop in between there. Uh, the sixth catcher ever to make the MLB Hall of Fame, Joe Maurer from the Minnesota Twins. Uh, he's been elected. And then the KG pick of this Hall of Fame class is Todd Helton of the Colorado Rockies. Uh, he was also inducted in this group. And then the senior committee uh, member is Jim Leland, of the manager of the Pirates, Tigers, and company. Why'd I got to be a KG pick? Todd Helton's not a Hall of Famer. No. He's the Hall of Gary Sheffield is. Say what? Gary Sheffield is a Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, but he's he's more of a Hall of Famer than Helton. That's who I was hoping for, was Sheffield. And Sheffield got stuck in because he was too close to Barry Bonds. And bon him and somebody else got caught up in the Bonds traffic. Um, because they had a they had a clip from a pod where he and somebody else were talking, and they just got caught up in the mess that being there um at at um Balco. But that's still stupid. Yeah, you, you, the video, but he never he never still, tested positive. You still have the best player, the best hitter, and the best player having to buy a ticket to get into the Hall of Fame, which is the most dumbest thing in the world. Oh, and other breaking news. I forgot this. The Nats. The Nats went out and signed Joey Gallo, outfielder. One year, five million. So Joey Gallo can go out and hit 200 and maybe <laughs> hit 25 home runs. So the last season he hit 177 and 21 home runs. He wasn't even at the Mendoza line. That boy's bad. You know what? I, you, I mean, I give them props. I give them props because they're dedicated to the process. And the process doing is here? not putting anybody in front of the guys like James Wood, Dylan Cruz. So if they get a good start to the season, you can call them out and there won't be any friction or any thoughts. And another guy is there. Oh, I forgot his name now. Of course, as I was about to talk about him. But they had a second round pick they drafted out of University of Miami last year. He's another guy that's going to be somebody that could possibly give them some power because that's what this lineup needs. They need power big time and in a bad way. And that's the only reason you go get Gallo is you hope he can find the Mendoza line and hit 25 to 30 bombs. Okay. Just real quick. Just uh, real quick. Just real quick, right? And, and this is one thing, you know, I'm I'm not a huge baseball guy. I can, you know, watch it and stuff, but not nowhere near what Midnight Rider can reel off to you. I just what I don't understand is. If you're going to punish these guys, you know, without hard proof, then stop showing the highlights. Stop making part of your baseball lore when, huh? you know, 
I'm talking about like very. I know, no, no, I know what you're talking about. I just like you can't have it both ways. Just like the NCAA, you can't have it both ways. You want to make money and you want student athletes. It's 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 a it's a sham. And you know, I'm just speaking from just off off the top of my head what I think about the baseball and them punishing guys. It's just like all right, then you know they still celebrate it when we when we go look at massive home run bombs. You see Barry Bonds are in them clips. Right. You know, Sheffield are in those it's guys that are in those clips. It's just like MLB rode that wave, made money off that wave, put those guys in the Hall of Fame. Put them in the Hall of Fame. It, it, and they don't it, even de- they don't even deserve an asterisk in my book. Because you I, can't tell me who did and who didn't do steroids. That is my biggest piece is you weren't testing for it. And then you took the bullshit test just to try to catch. You basically did a witch hunt um, with the uh, what was that report that they brought out? Um, what was the Mitchell report? There we go, the Mitchell report. So the Mitchell report was basically a witch hunt because he was they was trying to pick and choose who they wanted to expose. It wasn't it wasn't really done because if if I'm giving you a sample, and this is not. This is something that's supposed to be anonymous. Why am I putting my name on my sample? Agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, 100%. Duval Paul said the Baseball Hall of Fame selection process is a hot mess. I bet these guys making a pizza order would be fucking a fucking nightmare. I agree. Yeah. Perry chiming in. What's good, fam? What's happening, Perry? I'm glad you're chiming in because the next topic, you broke the news for this, and then the Midnight Rider says something about it. I got words for this. Netflix and WWE are besties. 10 years starting in t- 2025. Raw will be on Netflix. Uh, I got my feelings about it, so I'll let you gentlemen have it first. Oh, man. Look, I'm going to go first real quick, and I'm going to drop it to the Midnight Rider. I don't know. I think wrestling has two, two rooms. They have a room where they regular meeting, and they have a room where... How can we destroy this shit? How can we just throw an M80 in the room, with, 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 throw, throw four or five M80s in the room with Waterman and just blow the shit up and just take it back 10 steps? And I think that's the room they listen to. Because you now you're telling me, because Raw is supposed to be on Netflix now, starting at 25, right? So you're telling me that I have to pay Netflix to watch WWE Raw, the regular show that's been on regular TV for years. I just don't understand whose idea this was. Like, this this can't even be a millennial. This has to be um, God, what's that old, what's the old dude in, in Congress that keep freezing up? What's his name? Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell. They gotta be a Mitch McConnell, you know, back in my day. It should be this. It, 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 this can't be somebody with common sense. And if you're chasing money, cool. I get it. You know, um, but it, it's just, I don't know where they're going with this. Because guess what? I already dished Netflix. And I, the W, it's, it's one show that if that show moves, I'll go get a subscription. And that's The Boys. That's come on Amazon. If that show moves to Netflix, I'll move. There is no other show that I'm going to go get Netflix for. This damn show, not WWE. 
Midnight Rider. Yo, maybe it's just me because um, I got the opposite viewpoint on it because we're getting to a point where our television selection, our show, our ability to watch shows, there's going to be this huge transition away from cable. And we're in, we're in pieces of it right now. So what better way to find you a landing spot than to find something that's new and different? Now you open up Amazon to even opportunities and 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 um, potential ability to do live sports, and, and then now I mean not Amazon but Netflix. Now maybe Netflix does, you know, they do a they pick up a baseball subscription, um, they pick up something else, and they have these options. We got to remember that there's 37 networks right now that were sports networks, regional sport networks. Well, it's not 37; it's probably 23. Um, that are in limbo because Amazon bought them. They don't know what they're going to do with them. So places like San Diego, Bali Sports, and all these places that went, they filed for bankruptcy. Now we got to figure out what we're doing as a platform for them. Like we're we're entering into a world where, look, I hate to tell you this, but there's two reasons why this had this happened. First, ratings. When you go to a stream network, they don't care about ratings. They're not they're not telling you, oh, you had this many views and that much. They're not worried about that. All they're worried about is how many more people can they get to subscribe. Second, and this is the same lines, is think about it. How many of us bought Peacock last weekend? I know I was one. You know, I bought Peacock, and then all of a sudden, two days later, I'm watching the prequel to Ted. I'm watching the Ted series. Maybe I'm just one of the suckers they got, but yeah. I'm going to say one thing to that. I didn't go get Paramount because I didn't want to get CBS, but I'm just, it's it's in the line, right? See, see, I, I say this all the time to us when I talk about other things, but I keep telling you that the TV viewing is skewing away from us and into a path where they know these kids that click and, and and watch these things in short intervals, they're not watching an hour of raw or three hours of raw. They're going to chop it down to, to make it where they can get what they want. And why not go on Netflix and watch it in 10-minute increments or you skip past the, 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 the women's match that you don't want to see. You skip past the um the bad match between uh, Miz and whomever. Like you, you can skip around. You can pick and choose, and that's where we're at now. We're not in a consume the whole show era. We're in a pick and choose. We're in a click and like. Go ahead, KG. I know you're over there. I know you hate change. Go ahead and start shaking that fist in the cloud, baby. No, no. My wife says that the reason why I hate change, she says the reason why I hate change. I won't say it on the show. I'll tell you off the show. But it's not that I hate change. When you start fucking with the fabric of what is and what has always been, Raw ain't hurting for ratings. Raw ain't hurting for money. Think about it like this. What the... Let me let me stop. Let me back up. You talked about Peacock. I've had a Peacock subscription when it was, when it was $3.99. Had a Peacock subscription. 
And you know, you watching the Ted prequel. I watch Psych. I can watch every episode of Psych on Peacock. I'm in heaven. I can watch every episode of Good Times on, 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 on Peacock. I'm in heaven. WWE has not learned their lesson. When they had the standalone WWE Network, their app, you could go through and you could look at everything in the library from the Golden Era to the, the Attitude Era to the PG Era to the Ruthless Era. You could look at everything, uncensored, unfiltered, right? When they went over to Peacock, they started chopping it down. You don't need to chop it down. It's blue magic, goddammit. I don't give a damn if you put a chokehold on it and call it blue dog shit, but you ain't got to chop it down. You don't have to chop the product. It's good the way it is. Everybody's happy. You know, you, you know, the kids are happy. The Italians are happy, but all of a sudden you're not happy, so you got to go to Netflix. What about that family? Because, you know, Netflix has this thing where you can't share passwords. What about that family that can't afford a Netflix subscription? Because Netflix is $21.99. What about that family that loves wrestling that watches it on basic cable? So you asking them to get something else. Think about those. Think about that consumer that you're losing. You're not thinking about the little man. But you're not going to lose that consumer because there are other ways you get these products. If you, I was told that if I go through my T-Mobile account, I can get Netflix for free. Excuse How me. many people got T-Mobile? I don't know, but I'm just Some saying. That might be... Hold on, KG. Hold on. Let's, let's, let's just... I know this is something you're passionate about, but you got we're entering into a new age of TV. People are cutting cords to cable. So why would I invest another 10 years in a cable product when I can address another 10 years into a stream. I mean, think because everybody's gonna start streaming, you're gonna start finding packages to find your, your shows. So now and, and, and let's not even think about um SmackDown. SmackDown moves to NBC um next year. I don't know how long that's for. So now you got that with the Paramount package. So they're still doing like they're still working in cohesion. You're, look, man, this Listen. ain't this ain't your your Nintendo 8-bit no more. This ain't your Atari. Well, now you was too young for Atari 2600. This ain't no, your because I had a 2600 and a 76. Okay. You know, this is, this is this is this is we're in the PlayStation 5 era of watching TV. What what pay-per-view is in January for WWE? Royal Rumble. And that's this weekend. That's this week. That's Saturday. You know what? WrestleMania reaction show at the Royal Rumble. You know what? Available on Peacock. You know what it'll be. I don't know how they're going to do it because, you know, the whole Roman Reigns. I think you if 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 you're in that meeting room, and I don't want to cut into the WrestleManiacs and what what y'all guys talk about. What does want to make the masses move? Just like the Midnight Rider said. To get that to watch that playoff game, you had to go get Peacock. What's going to make the masses move to go get Netflix? It's going to be Roman Reigns dropping that belt, or because he's probably going to have it the rest of the year, right? Or him facing the Rock. Oh, for, that's what I was about to. That's what I was alluding to. And, and let's let's drop that nugget. Let's drop that nugget because this morning the Rock signed a, um, a new merch deal with WWE as well. 
Yep. I wasn't the yep. only thing that happened today. Because the rock, the rocket. I don't think the rock is in no type of ring shape. So he's you know, he's been working to get what? in the ring shape, but he can't take too many bumps right now. So what they would do is work him what? in a limited bump match with whoever. I mean, of course, it should be Roman Reigns, um, and maybe he takes a bump or two at uh, Royal Rumble because he comes into the Rumble at number thirty. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking, and I, and if. If that that rumor's floating around in December ish, you'll see a lot of people jump on a Netflix subscription quick, fast, and in a hurry. I'm just telling you something. Go ahead. Oh, here's something that you said. You said people can consume it. They don't have to consume it on Netflix. You can consume it any other way. But when you don't consume certain parts of that product right offhand, it loses its luster. Like, if you see Roman Reigns lose, but you're watching it an hour and a half later on YouTube, it doesn't have the same effect. You don't get the same chills. You don't get that pop. I disagree with that. That's because I I hate that. Do you want? I gotta gotta see it happening. Do you want rabbit ears and a floor model TV? I do want a floor model TV. My wife said, no. "Come on, baby, come on, <laughs> come on, baby, hold on, hold on. I get the aluminum foil." <laughs> hey, let's let's get to um the other quick. Topics. Oh, let's let's quick uh, quick comment. Uh, Perry says that's you. The deal is for Raw stateside and all the programming, including the PLEs outside the U.S. It's a global deal. Uh, he also says TKO just set set the stage for the future. NBA, NFL, MLB deals. Right. MR and the lawn dudes. Ryder gets it. He said, nope. And he said, long term. So Rock said, long term. Uh, Pete Manhurst on IG says, SmackDown deal is five years starting in October. Mm. So, Hold on, who said that? Pete Manhurst. Oh, Pete, what's going on, baby? Sorry. All right, rapid fire. We'll, 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 we'll get back. Matter of fact, put a pin in that, that Netflix WWE. We'll talk about that on Thursday because we're, we're going to need something good to get in there. And I, I'm riled up about it. But uh, what's going on in Milwaukee? Uh, Adrian Griffin, teams 30 and 13, second in the East, and he got fired. What the hell is the deal? He deserved it. I'll never say a coach deserves to be fired when he's the second-ranked team, but this is – and you call it my favorite terms. This is addition by subtraction. I think he's rubbed Giannis, and I think he's rubbed Dane the wrong way. Because when you watch this team play, they don't play with great energy. They're just more talented than everybody else. And I think that's something you really got to start thinking about, because when you get into these games, they got to depend on that man holding the clipboard to make the right decisions and make the right plays. I, I understand I'm going after Doc, but I'm just worried that Doc would just blow another 3-1 lead in the playoffs when it counts. So that's the only concern I have. But they have to get them an X and O guy, somebody that's a little bit better on the chalkboard. And I think they lost that. But And this is what I was talking about. The assistant that left um, in the preseason because of the incident with Adrian Griffin, I think he was the, he was the guy to draw it up, um, the X and O guy. And when you lose your X and O guy, you struggle. And basketball is the one sport where chemistry overwhelms everything else. You can you can fight through bad chemistry in an NFL team because it's 
53 jokers. But when it's 12, it's hard to fight over chemistry issues. I speak that from experience. Uh, Duval Paul, he said, don't knock the value of the digital antenna. Get to all the local channels and sub channels for free off a one-time investment. Uh, Perry says, um, Griff lost the team. Plain and simple. Sorry. Knew someone some, something was up when Terry Stotts quit in the preseason. There we go. Uh Doc ain't it. I believe that as much as I love Doc, Doc ain't it. Uh should have hired Nurse. Nick Nurse. Uh <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm just being funny. Go ahead and hire Paul Westhead. I would love to see Milwaukee run the system. I think they got enough horses out there to run the system. Fuck it, let's do it. Do you want to um, get like a tarot card reader and have her summon the, the soul of Doug Moe or um, have him call the offense? What are we doing here? What do you mean? Is Don Nelson you... alive? If not, we can yes. get somebody to have a seance and like get a Ouija board in the sideline. Oh, my God. Doing? Come on, man. Oh, you can have somebody on each end of Larry, <laughs> Larry Brown. I mean, we can right. uh, you know. No, no, you know what? I already know we want. Nope. <laughs> You know what? We joking around. He want Hubie Brown. That's who he want. Because Hubie Brown. Oh, you know what? Get Phil and just have him do it from Zoom. He don't even have to be on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> and Perry telling me to get out the pass. Ah, man, I, I'm I'm just being funny. I I I love the system. Don't don't get me wrong. I love the system. Uh, last but not least, the blunder in the closing seconds at uh, against Michigan State. Oh my goodness. Perry say I want wooden. Now I wouldn't go back as far as wooden. I mean the Wizard of West I, I wouldn't go back that far. But somebody's off that tree. Man, we talking about a lot of voodoo, boy. He, he trying to get red R back. Yeah. And you see the cigar smoke in the sideline, people trying to touch him to see if he's real, your hand going through him. Like get the hologram. Hey. Ray, Ray was a Ray was a he was a guy man he was he was the guy um Turks blunder and now I, I said I wanted to ask you guys about this and maybe y'all can explain it to me it was thirty five seconds left I believe Sunday's game okay. I'm pissed off that they lost on the night that they they honored they honored lefty man and you lose but they had a chance at sixty two sixty one Michigan State's bringing the ball up Merlin does not foul no foul no nothing. Michigan State moves the ball around, moves the ball around, takes a shot. It's down to 10 seconds when they take the shot. Rebound comes off. Maryland gets the ball off the rebound. There's about 8.5 left. They don't call timeout to set something up. They race up court, nearly run into a trap. He trips, lose the ball, game over. What the fuck was that? They probably have a – it's probably a situation where – well, you you would have to give me more details. Because then I got to think about what's the timeout situation. Do we have one? Do we have They had no? a timeout left. Okay. They had so, one timeout left. Hold on. Calm down. So if we get this and we have numbers, then I'm taking the number situation and hoping we can get a bucket out of that situation. Now, because you have poor execution, hold on. You're asking me a question that a game I didn't, the part I didn't see. So I have to fill in details. But no, it's just. There are certain situations where sometimes you let your kids go because you have an automatic. So in the timeout, if he's a good coach, he may have said, hey, 
we're not gonna foul, but off the miss, let's run, let's run this. You know, and and that's something that you get into naturally. It's like it's like it's like secondary break was our 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 initial call, no matter what we ran. So once you go in the secondary, you know, you you pass that first pass up. When that second pass comes back, and you get that back screen, you're looking for the back screen and the lob. So there are certain things that, that like I can't judge this and say it was it was a blunder or it was terrible. I think the player made a bad play, but I don't know if the coach messes up here. KG, what was the situation? What was the score? Because I didn't get to see the game. What was the score when Michigan I'm, had the ball? I'm sorry, I had the score wrong. It was 61-59. Michigan? Michigan State. Michigan State. So you're down two. You're down oh, two. Oh, yeah. They, they uh, what happened? Uh who's who hit a shot? Um from Maryland. He hit a shot and his foot was on the line, so it counted as two. Okay. So Michigan State comes up. It's 61-59. They get uh Merlin has a has a timeout. I think they got a they didn't even have it would have been in a bonus, but I mean you probably got a one and one. If you're in a bonus, you can't and, say because one and one is a whole different scenario from, from two front um free throws. Yeah, I'm gonna, I, I'm, gonna, hey, I'm gonna have to go back and watch it. I, th- I, I just I, put it, I just put the uh, hey. I just put the extended highlights in the in a in a group. Okay. That's a pin conversation. But, okay. But now here's my opinion, and then you guys give your opinion on Thursday. But watching this game, I felt that that was a a a, a tactical mistake. So that's that. Okay. And we'll talk about it more on Thursday because I'm looking at the time, and we got to wrap that shit up, B. I mean, it's real simple. Our bar to the Chargers makes the most sense. Um, an established roster. Oh, Paul said something. No, no, this is all for uh, IG. Pete Maher said Doug Moe, uh, Dane would shoot 40 times. <laughs> See, <laughs> what's wrong with that? <laughs> I'm waiting for you to tell me the problem. Hey, man, it's the facts, man. Um, oh, but, you know, um Hardball to the Chargers looks good. Um, I think the difference is they're going to actually have to go out and draft a running back. So um, if Pete's still in there, you know, Pete's probably got to give me a couple running back options. I know I like I like Jonathan Brooks from Texas. Um, I like the the back from Oregon. I think his name is Franklin. But there's got to be a couple other guys out there that, you know, can move and shift and give them something. Because I personally believe Austin Eckler was done. I wouldn't have gone another year with Austin Eckler personally. But, I mean, that's just my opinion. And, you know, I don't get paid for this. Well, not yet. Um, And uh... – to, to Pete Manhurst, uh when we get closer to the game to the uh draft, please, if you're available, would love to talk draft with you. I, I just just so I can I can have somebody to bounce something off because the Midnight Rider is never on my side with anything draft related. So I, I need somebody that's actually on my side. I need to bring in a ringer. So I was with you, I was with you on Gonzalez. And then we drafted um Forbes. Emmanuel Forbes, yeah. And I had to compose myself because I didn't want to cuss the world out because I thought it was wrong, and yeah. And I think Perry agreed with the whole Doug Moe thing, so. Hey, yeah. let's get on up out of here, y'all. Hey, uh, we right up against it. We, yeah, we are. We right at that time, so for the Midnight Rider, the Boss BJ, I'm the big guy, KG. You know the motto, baby. 
We came in here. We did the damn thing. We'll see you on Thursday. We don't do no overtime, y'all. We are out of Check out TikTok. Thank you to everybody in the comments, both IG and um, in the Facebook stream. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get out of here because I don't want to get fined. Y'all already right. know why I'm here. Right. So uh, we don't do no overtime, but we did. So we out of here. Peace.